Okay, I don't know about a lot of you, but uh, I've been feeling a lot uh, of, of like a feeling of war and pending kind of thing. And, you know, there's people talking about that. Some people say we're in war. Some people say we've been in war. Some people say war is coming. All this kind of stuff, right? But uh, you guys remember uh, in Sunday school or whatever, um, this armor of God was talked about, right? Like these these things that we put on every day. <clears throat> and the shield of faith and the and the shoes of peace and you know you guys know the drill and uh you know it's it's cute it's fun you know on the whiteboard they draw the little the little guy with his with his sword and his shield and everything and as a kid you know you go okay so that's great but how to what does that have to do (laughs) what does that have to do with me what am I supposed to do with any of that well let me tell you something uh, I mean, I'm kind of laughing right now because I just <laughs> I am so excited about this revelation. Oh, my word. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, so Ephesians six ten through 18 is where you find uh, the full armor of God scripture. And um, this scripture is actually amazing. It's actually the closing notes um, of Paul to the Ephesians. And it's like some of the most potent things you could say. So, but I bring up this thing about, you know, the feeling of war right now in society or in our spirits or whatever. Like we're just, you can just sense there is something going on, even if you don't feel personally engaged in a war, right? Well, we don't have to wait for the news to tell us that we're in a war for us to know that we're in a war. So when you're in a war, what happens? Well, there's battles, one after another. There's different battles. Those battles are won. And eventually, if you win uh, more battles than the other guys, you win the war. Okay, so there's battles going on inside of the war. For us Christians, there is a war constantly okay between good and evil we are never to disengage from war we are never to be complacent and comfortable and passive and and chilling out back here okay now we are supposed to have peace and rest so try to follow me here try to follow me here okay so we're engaged in a war We can't deny that. But there is clear instruction on what to do that. Because, you know, that can just make you feel like, oh, my gosh, it's so, I'm weary. You know, I'm weary and I don't want to, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight anymore or whatever. Especially if you don't even know who you're fighting. But this must be super, super, super important for the Christian walk. Because if it's not, then why does God allow Paul to mention uh, let me see. How many times? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Eight times in eight verses. To stand firm. Be strong. Resist. Stand firm. Stand your ground. Be prepared. Stay alert. Be persistent. This sounds like 
He's talking to some soldiers. Okay? Some people who are engaged in a war. That's us. Okay? FYI, in case you're missing it, that is us. I don't care what's going on in the world, society, between the nations, or anything else. If you have chosen to follow Christ, Satan doesn't like that. It's, there's simply a war. There's a war. It is worldwide as well as personal. But if we don't engage in it personally, then, well, the worldwide thing gets uglier and uglier. Okay? All right. So <sighs> there's a few things I noticed. First of all, like I just said, <clears throat> uh, how many times he says, be strong persistent all that that stood out to me eight different times stand firm stand firm against what okay i'll tell you what the strategies you know what it's interesting that he does not say it here is uh stand firm you know against like the stuff satan does i love the fact that it, at least in the new living translation the 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 word strategies is used why because he's sneaky He's sneaky, okay? Satan doesn't show up with his little horns right in your face and be like, nah, 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 boo, boo, I'm about to get you. And you go, oh, no, wait, I'm going to resist the devil so he'll flee. Man, (laughs) come on, people. Come on, somebody. This is fun. Okay. Am I telling the truth or what? Come on. Satan has strategies, and no matter where you feel like you are, on this totem pole of spirituality. He knows how to get you. Okay, so this last week, this last week I literally feel like I learned so much about what this scripture actually means. <laughs> it's, oh my gosh, it's nuts. Okay. Okay, so what are these strategies? These strategies come in so many forms. Some of his strategies come from when you're reading the Bible because, you know, you want to learn more about God or whatever. And, and he puts these thoughts in your head about what it's saying. Condemns you for something that has been taken care of under the blood. He attacks our identity. And mostly he talks about did God really say? Okay, hasn't he been doing that since the Garden of Eden? Did God really say that? Uh, doubting promises. Doubting promises. His strategies are thick and intense, okay? Let's say you're, you're working along and, and you yell at the kids because, you know, something goes crashing to the floor and, and you lose it. A little bit and you were just spending time with God and then you're going oh my gosh what is wrong with me what is wrong with me okay doubting who you are right like no resisting that is remembering who you are in spite of what you just did okay let's get into this okay there's so many strategies just understand this he he comes at us with angles that seem legit 
They seem logical. They seem like something we should contemplate. Okay? They often come in the form of religious ideologies where we're, we're kind of checking ourselves against this, like, in case God's sacrifice isn't good enough for me let, me, let me see what I can do on my own. Okay? Strategy of the devil. This is the war we're in. Okay, so who are we fighting? I, this, there's actually a list given in this passage of scripture, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, okay? He explains who we're fighting. Okay, Th- this isn't really any kind of joke that we're fighting. This, can you imagine? Okay, so you're like in the real world, you're fighting some natural people. That'd be scary, right? You got, you got some people coming up against you. That'd be really scary. But understand this. We are fighting evil rulers, We're fighting authorities of the unseen world, okay? These are invisible enemies. Talk about scary, okay? On our own, this is like impossible to fight. Don't you understand why this armor of God is so important? Okay, we are fighting powers of the dark side, the dark world, okay? The darkness. We are fighting evil spirits that exist in other realms but are able to come and mess with our heads okay so we have an invisible absolutely ruthlessly evil hungry for your blood hungry for your soul enemy well That is a war you don't really want to engage in unless you have the proper armor. So we must understand, must understand how important this armor is. Okay? It's so important. So what does it mean? Okay, so we have the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, shoes of peace, shield of faith, sword of the spirit, and helmet of salvation. All right, let's break them down, right? Got six points. Stick with me till the end. You're going to love this, okay? We are victorious through Christ, and that's the truth. That's the truth of the word, okay? So the belt of truth. What has God said about me or to me through his word, through his Holy Spirit, okay? His word is truth. He is not a man that he should lie. So the belt of truth is basically like, okay, so you're going throughout your day and you're thinking, maybe, maybe my blessing isn't coming. Maybe my child never will get saved. Maybe my husband or wife will never get it. Maybe, you know, all kinds of stuff that bombards our minds, things that make us worry. What if we lose our job? What if we... You know, all these types of things. Okay, what is the truth? The belt of truth means that in that moment where that worrisome thing comes, you're saying, actually, God promises to take care of his people. I'm his child. That includes me. He is not a man that he should lie. So we're good. Okay, we're good. That's just one example. There's so many more examples of how to walk out what is true. Okay. 
the breastplate of righteousness, okay? People, some people call it body armor, okay? That's, the, you know, it, it, it protects what is, um, uh, you know, reminiscent of our soul, you know, our main and vital organs. Our soul has become righteous because of his righteousness. So it's this remembrance that in and of ourselves, we are not righteous, but he is, and that is solid. If it is in and of ourselves, it would be conditional. But his righteousness that we've accepted as the free gift it is, that's solid. There ain't nothing going to penetrate that. His righteousness has replaced our sinful man. Okay? This is such a beautiful thing. So when we're feeling condemned about something, when we're feeling depressed or even to the point of despair or worn out, blah, 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 his righteousness keeps us alive, keeps us safe, keeps us in his arms, in his hands. If we remember, we have to remember to believe that his righteousness is enough. It's enough to carry us through those moments. It's not because we're okay. It's because he Jesus is okay. He already did it. Okay. Shoes of peace. Now this one was interesting for me to try to like, like, what does this actually mean? So I went to several different versions to try to like, okay, so you're walking out peace. Like I get that, but like, what does that look like when you're going through life? Okay. So the readiness, the preparedness like, so say you're going down the road and you have to stop for something. Somebody behind you rear ends you. Okay. Well, what happens in that moment? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Get your head out of your cell phone. You moron. Like, this is what we do, right? But if, if we have, one of the versions says shod our feet with the shoes of peace, then the readiness or the preparedness that we would be in already in our spirit when something like that comes up would be a peaceful response. We've got to put this on. This is what makes us look different than the people in the world. We should not be reacting the same way. Why? Because we have put on, before we even left the house that morning, the, the preparedness in our hearts and our minds and our spirits for whatever, whatever this battle today might bring. Okay? So in that, we should be uh, ready and prepared also then to share, defend, or just rest in the good news. Okay? So at any given moment where we're coming up against, like when Paul was in prison or whatever, he's like, yeah, I'm in prison, but guess what? I, I'm still being an ambassador for Christ. I mean, he's talking to, you know, the warden and stuff about Christ is the indication. So he's there to share, defend, and rest in the good news. So even when he's in jail, his shoes of peace are carrying him through in rest, knowing that he is righteous 
because of Christ. Keeping the truth in front of him. God doesn't lie. He tells the truth. His promises are true. We're walking with it, okay? Oh my gosh, I hope you get this. Such good stuff. Okay, so shield of faith. God will, in fact, do what we ask in faith. (laughs) He keeps his word. He keeps his word. Now, how do we, how do we act out that faith, that knowledge, that understanding that he will keep his word? Okay. Well, we do, we do whatever it is he told us to do, whatever the last thing is he told you to do. Okay. So for example, let's say you're praying for your uh, spouse and you're going, okay, they just blew up. They're having, they're having a fit of some kind. And, and you're like, Oh Lord, you, this doubt comes in. I've been praying for them. It looks like we're going backwards. This is not good. Blah, blah, blah. Now, what is the last thing he told God told you to do in regards to that? Love him anyway. Love her anyway. Go and, 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 and think about what they might need instead of what you need. You need them to treat you nice. Well, what do they need? Why are they acting out the way they are anyway? Maybe they haven't been comforted all day. So we act on the faith we have that God is working in our spouse's lives when we're praying for them by doing the last thing he told us to do in regards to them. Okay? That's just one example. There's so many examples of how we walk out faith. You're trying to have faith for, you know, a a house or a property or a ministry or business to start or anything like that. You walk out the last thing he told you to do. If he told you to pack your bags, pack your bags. If he told you to make sure your laundry's kept up, do that. If he told you to make a phone call to somebody, that is how you act out. No matter how silly you feel, no matter how much in the natural it doesn't look like that's happening, you are saying, God, I know that you are not a man that you should lie. You told me this is what we're doing I'm, I'm going with it. Okay. Think of Noah. (laughs) The poor guy must have felt silly a lot of the time. So when we do this, it actually extinguishes. One of the versions talks about extinguishing the fiery darts. So when we do, when we act towards the faith we're having, we are already determined to have the faith. And then when we do, and it, it actually extinguishes the darts against us, the doubts against us. Okay. So good. Sword of the spirit. Okay. Think about this. The sword of the spirit. Okay. The spirit is in us. He lives in us. If we have, have chosen to believe in the one and only son of God. Okay. So the spirit's in us. And his words, his truth should be what we are using to cut Satan back in his strategies. It's what we need to be in line with and praying with that, that the enemy's strategies would be exposed so that we know the right words to use to get him out of here. Okay? The stuff he's throwing at you. <clears throat> The helmet of salvation. Okay, think about this. So sin begins with 
evil thoughts, right? Everything we do begins with thoughts. But if you think about... There, there's something when you're in Christ that is protecting you, that is an active resistance to things that condemn you. So, in other words, okay, first of all, this entire battle is basically going on in the mind anyway. So the helmet of salvation is the active protection for your brain. So in other words, if you are taking captive your thoughts, okay, if you are winning that battle in your mind, it saves you in that moment. It saves you. You, you are already saved. Thank God that he has given us the mind of Christ, of power, love, and a sound mind. Okay, so the helmet of salvation is what it is anyway. But on top of that, as we win these battles, we get to feel that salvation living, being alive in our lives in that moment. I hope you, I hope you caught what I'm trying to say there and just try to think about this stuff as you go throughout the day and you're getting these darts coming at you. No, I know that I am saved by grace. I know that God's promises are true for me. I know that my identity is his child whom he dearly loves and I want to be with him forever. I, <laughs> this last week, I, I have had to fight and fight and fight. And literally, this stuff was coming to me, you know, because I've known about this for years. This stuff was coming to me as I'm, you know, doing the dishes and then I break a dish and you've got to be kidding me. And I feel this spiral starting to happen. And it's like, wait a second. No, no, no. Where's my sword of the spirit? Where is my shoes of peace? Okay. What does that mean? God. Okay. So I start searching this stuff out. We all deal with this, but I'm telling you what, none of this is possible. If you don't get your time with him, if you don't surrender it all to him every morning, he's the only one. I mean, remember I was talking about the rulers that, that we're up against. They're invisible. If we are not absolutely full, you remember how Jesus would go away to a solitary place? Okay, he had to get his fill of the Father to, to, to be able to walk out these things listed here all day, every day for all these hurting, broken people. If we are Christ followers, then that is exactly what we should be doing as well. Because we're supposed to be walking in the same amount of power that he had. He, he said he was leaving that with us to actually even do greater things than what he did. Does anybody even know what that means? Well, we've, we've got to have our time of solitude with the Father so that we have the resistance, extinguish the fiery darts, uh, can speak truth against the lies that are bombarding our minds or the catastrophe that is bombarding our circumstance or you name it. I hope you have stuck with me to the end of this. Again, eight times in eight verses, I think it's really important that I come back around to this. Uh, verse 10, be strong, 
Verse 11, stand firm. Uh, Verse 13, resist the enemy. And again, stand firm. Verse 14, stand your ground. (laughs) 15, be fully prepared. Okay? 18, stay alert. Be persistent. That sounds like a soldier's uh, instructions. Okay? You aren't dead. These are the things I expect of you in this battle. So I've had these battles this week. And I'll tell you what, I feel like when it's over, I I feel like when I finally win the battle, I I feel like a soldier that needs some bandages, okay? I need some rest. I need some comfort. Uh, I need, like, God to help me just, oh, thank God that's over. And rest in his peace again. Because it's not easy. Now, if they don't come at you every single day, thank God. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, just like a soldier on the ground, with each day that you fight and win, you're stronger for the next day. And so even if the battle intensifies, you got this. You got this because you've already been in training. You've already been winning little battles, little battles, little battles. You can win bigger battles, bigger, bigger battles. And so then the bigger reward, the bigger satisfaction, the bigger comfort, the, the, the more peace. Because then you don't have to fear the big battles anymore. You're going, oh, really? Come on. That's all you got? I know my Redeemer lives. And I know He's victorious every day. And he's mine and I'm his. So I hope, uh, I hope this helped you guys. I'm super excited about it. Bell of truth, righteousness, peace, faith, sword of the spirit, helmet of salvation. Study it for yourself. Look it up. Ephesians 6. Um, good stuff, guys. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.